say stuff like that and then edit it out after. So we'll okay. see. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. So excited you're here. Me too. Um, for those of you, for those listening who don't know, uh, Lauren is in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway. Just this little ditty. Um, it's just a short play. Slash short, short, in and out, real quick. Won't take up your entire day. Uh, production of a small uh, character universe that not anyone really knows about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really obscure. Yeah. Uh, they were they were books back in the nineties. Uh, I think they they turned it into like a lifetime movie or something. Yeah, yeah. No one really knows what no. it is. Um, it's the biggest thing that Broadway has ever seen, right? Am I am I wrong in saying that? I I I'm, I don't know. Uh, um, I so, think in, so they they like to say so. We like to say so. I don't know. So it's well, it's definitely two parts. So yes. it's it's the longest show that Broadway's ever seen. I, I actually I doubt that. I think the longest show was Angels in America because that was eight hours. I think. And Cursed Child falls at seven and a half. No. Six and a half. Uh, I think it's five, roughly five hours. With the together. intermission, it feels longer. In, in, in between. between, in between parts one and part it's probably two. Probably like five and a half. Five and a half. That's not Maybe. bad. Yeah. Here I am thinking you're doing nine hours of Broadway per- performance every day. Well, it starts at. Uh, well, we have to get there at twelve thirty for warm up, and then we don't get out till like ten thirty after the show. It's, 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 That's a day. That's a day. It's a long day. It's, it's, it's nine to five. 12.30 for warm-up if you're doing both parts in the same day? Um, yes. So uh, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays we do. Uh, we get there at 12.30 to warm up before the show. And then uh, then we have like an hour in between and the show starts. And then Thursdays and Fridays we get there at 6. Um, Got it. To warm up. Thursday, today. What today. Part, what part is today? Today is part one. Woo! Woo! So part one is... The part that your uh, character yes. is yeah, in. Yeah, part one. Moaning Myrtle yeah. is in part one. Uh, towards the end, if I recall correctly. Yes. Because yes. it has been a year since I've seen it. That's, oh, right. It's been so long. Yeah. We've got, it's been exactly we, a year. You saw it on opening. Yeah. Whoa. Went to the cast party and everything. I know. So much huge. fun. It was cool. Well, opening night party was opening a lot more party. than the cast. Yeah. But the cast fun. was there. We were. I think. I think they were there. J.K. Rowling was there. She was. In a VIP corner. Yeah. She had the biggest of security guards. She did. They were gigantic. They were (laughs) three times her size. (laughs) It's not hard to be. She's tiny. Yeah, she's also tiny. But they were like like the mountain from Game of Thrones big. And there were three of them at least. There were. I remember walking around. There was a huge room. And just kind of gazing around. Like, because I got there... Faster than you guys did. You know, you did your backstage thing. And yeah. I'm sure Joe was there for all of that. And then, like, as soon as the cast started showing up, I'm like, all right, cast showing up. John Tiffany showing up. Where is she? And then I spotted her, and I'm like, I don't deserve to be here. So I walked away. <laughs> I was invited. I was a plus one. I did nothing to get into the room. Except to have a Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah, it was good. Which is, which was almost, who was it? I think it was our friend Hildy, who you've met. No, yeah. not Hildy. No, someone else got a Harry Potter tattoo. And Blue, Alexander, came to me and said, um, 
she's got a Harry Potter tattoo now, which makes her an even front runner for the show. If she gets another Harry Potter tattoo, I have to take her to opening. Oh, because then she would have two and you would have one. And that technically means that she's beating me. Oh, no. Which I couldn't allow. Well, you, you got that one. What did, what did Hildy get? Hildy got a Peter Pan. It wasn't Hildy. It was someone else. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't her. It was. I forget who it was. I completely forget. I hope they yell at you in the comments. I do too. Well, I think it was. It was a. It was a person who is far away enough from my inner circle to where I don't think she's listening. <gasps> oh, I know. Burn. I know. Uh. Okay, so potentially biggest show. I saw another commercial yesterday. Oh, you did? Another 250,000 tickets go on sale on oh, May yeah. 8th. Oh, yeah. Which is a huge amount of tickets. It's a lot. And every time they seem to release blocks of tickets like this, they go in minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever kind of step back and realize that you're an integral part of that powerhouse production that's selling a quarter of a million tickets in minutes over and over and over again? No. No? <laughs> I don't think I've done that before. <clears throat> I don't want to give you an anxiety attack about it or anything, but uh, but that's huge. It is. I don't know. I guess it's so strange to, to know that information, but then also like going to do it, it feels like such a small... Like... I guess not a big deal. I mean, it's my dream to be on Broadway, which is awesome, and I'm and I'm so grateful. But at the same time, I've I've been doing it so long now that I'm just like, yeah, I go to this building and I I do this show, and it doesn't feel like such a a, a mass enterprise. If that makes sense. Um, Feels like you're part of something small, not part of something yeah, gigantic and yeah, reaching I, all corners of the world. I think and, I forget. I forget that we're part of something that is everywhere. Do you think it's better that you forget so it's maybe not, you're not in your head as much? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. It's probably better that way. Uh, but... Um, it is cool to think about sometimes. Like I have friends who end up going to Harry Potter World in like Florida, or there's one in California too, right? I think so. Yeah, um, the one in Universal in Florida, I think, was the first one. Yeah, and so I have friends who go, and they're like, "I heard your voice in the bathroom." No, it's not my voice; it's Shirley Henderson. But the like the moaning myrtles in the bathroom, and it's kind of Shirley Henderson played her in the movie. In the movies, yeah. So her voice is the one in. Um, in, at Universal and in and California, um, which I guess are both Universal. Oh God! Um, uh. <laughs> you know that she was the oldest actress to play a student. Well, yeah, she was in what in her forties. Forties, yeah, yeah. But she was still playing a. Uh, I think Moni Myrtle died when she was a second year. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get in trouble. These are the things I haven't checked in a very long time. No shame. Um, yeah, I think she died when she was fifteen. Oh god. Yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble. Um, I have to recheck my notes. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah, she was this 
students and she died in the yeah. girls' bathroom on the first floor. So you have a 43-year-old that played a 15-year-old. I read that like six months ago and I'm like, no, she was, she's not that old. And then you look at a picture without all like the ghost makeup and the special effects and the <laughs> hitting of the lights. And it's like, okay, I can, I can believe that she's not 15. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, do you remember getting the call? I do. I remember um, uh, the day before I, I finished the final callback for everybody. Um, who who everybody all was, was everybody? Like, Everybody, I should have brought hors d'oeuvres. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it was like John Tiffany, um, Jim Carnahan, Alexander Blue, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the producers, Sonia Friedman, Colin, um, Des Kennedy, a bunch of other people. I'm sorry if I don't remember. Um, they were it's all. They were all. Speech. There were so many. They were all a blur. It's not yeah. a thing. I know. It's I know. A, I'm treating it like I'm need, banking everybody. <laughs> you don't need to work. <gasps> uh, I'm just gonna hold Jeff Goldblum. Um, Always. Just, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just and then like John Tiffany got up and like at the end and like shook my hand and then winked at me and like squeezed my hand and then I left and I was like, well, if I didn't get the job, he's a dick. <laughs> um, because I think at the the first time I came in and did Myrtle, like he said things like, uh, he then told me some spoilers about because I had never seen the show, so he told me about a few things uh, with the character while you know the rest of them sat there just like oh god you're giving away secrets, um, but one thing he said was like well you know when you cry your sink your sink shoots out water you're gonna have a lot of fun with that and that was like the second time I'd gone in and I was just like yeah I am. <laughs> I, I I better at this point. Uh, these, yeah. <laughs> you're you're speaking in definites. Yeah, these these are these are solid breaking, solid promises. Breaking uh, all the rules. I know. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, but then I got the call the day, right after um, the final callback, and uh, my manager was just like, "You got it. You have to. You, you technically have it. J.K. Rowling has to approve your video, which is so strange." Um, and then, uh, and then you have to do a, a flying session in Brooklyn. So then, uh, I think a couple days later I went to Brooklyn to go do flying while everybody else from Paramore was like in, uh, the same, like, you know, gymnastics slash, you know, studio, uh, doing all these cool tricks while I attempted to flip over. Right. Which I did find eventually, but at first it was a struggle. Would that have been a deal breaker if you somehow couldn't figure out how to fly? They yeah, would have I had mean, I to think, go with someone else. I think so. I think you know. There, I think in London there were there was someone who I think got like vertigo or something like that when they flew, um, and they didn't test them out first. But I, I did get it. I think I just they were trying to teach me how to uh, turn with it. And I just wasn't understanding what they were trying to do. So I just, I think I probably looked like a dog, like in water, like swimming in water, right. like, or a dying starfish. Like, I'm pretty sure it was really embarrassing. They didn't get any um, of this on video. Nothing, I think nothing. they did. Yeah. I think they did. They definitely filmed it. Um, 
which was probably also why I fucked it up. Uh, but it was good. I don't know. And then I, now I'm here. In year two. In year two. You you stayed on for another year. I stayed on. I stayed on. It's nice to have a job. It is. I wish I had a job. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a different uh, core cast. Like mm-hmm. the the eight that came over from London uh, are all gone. Yeah, there were there were seven of them. Seven. Uh, the seven uh, that came over from London and they're seven Horcruxes. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're the they they're gone. Well, they're not gone. <laughs> they've moved on to other jobs. I think they're all doing. They've very moved well. on to a better place. Oh no! <laughs> um, I, I mean, some of them have. What Noma's already got something out. Uh, so does Anthony and and um, Jamie Parker and all of them. All of them are. They're gonna do very well. I'm not worried at all. Yeah. Who? What was the name of the actress that played Hermione? Uh, Noma. 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 She I, was in Mary Poppins Returns. She was. Yeah. She was. She played the secretary. She yeah. did a very good job. I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, hey, she's Broadway famous. I don't know if anyone else in the room is going to know But that. they will. Soon they will. Oh, yeah. She's going to be in something with, um, what was it, uh, with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. and. Those are big names. Those are huge names. Yeah. And Noma's going to be up there with them. That's exciting. Good for her. Yeah, she should be. She's she, amazing. and Yeah, she was great. I also, I remember meeting her. She was very pleasant. And I'm like, why are you being nice to me? I'm I'm not anyone. And you were Hermione Granger on Broadway. Yeah, she's just a lovely human. She yeah. doesn't care at all. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Because there was a lot of magic in the show. They're wizards. There's a lot of magic in the show, and I remember being blown away by it while watching it. But what was it like when you were learning all of it and how it happens and seeing it take place for the first time and um, all of that? And and then did you did you at any point think, oh, we're going to blow people away with this? Um, definitely, I think... Uh, uh, we had a lot of the same reactions you did the first time we saw a lot of the magic. And so, like, the the, the seven who, who came to... Um, the seven who came to uh, Broadway to do it would crack up at us, being yeah. like, oh, what? What? How did they do that? I remember um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens at the very beginning of the show, and I remember, like seeing a few of the things for the first time like I just I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever um learning them I I am a klutz I I bump into everything I'm I drop things all the time so learning the magic was really hard yeah (laughs) for me at least um but I think I I finally got it uh but it was yeah there's uh, pyrotechnics, right? There's some pyrotechnics. Were you concerned about catching yourself or someone else? A on lot fire of the stuff <laughs> is fireproofed, thank goodness. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, someone thought ahead. Someone thought ahead. There's one trick that we do have where it's we pretty much control it, and and 
I consistently am like, oh, I just burned all the hair on my hand off. (laughs) But other than that, it doesn't really hurt or anything. It's not dangerous. It's just like... But then you do it, and then like five seconds later, you're like, yep, that's burnt hair that I smell. Mm, Great. That's the worst smell ever. It's not great. I used to work at a flare bartending spot, and I had to blow fire. Oh, wait, how did you do that? Because that's really cool. Uh, Zippo layer fluid, like Mm -hmm. a half a shot, and then a empty booze bottle with a rag in it, and then soak it in lighter fluid and light it on fire, and then you're, so you're holding a bottle, and the fire part is like way up here, and then you just, you bring it close, and then as soon as you start spraying the Zippo layer fluid in as big of a mist as possible, not a stream, but a mist, uh, you pull it away from from your uh, mouth. Yeah. And... The Zippo lighter fluid was intentional because that would create a big rolling orange fireball. If we were to use like 151 or some kind of alcoholic beverage that's flammable, it would be a small blue uh, flame. And it was part of the end, the finale of like these bottle flipping shows that were choreographed and the entire bar would be part of it. And they, the owner would kill the lights right at the end and then big fireball and so if it was a small blue one it wouldn't have been as exciting yeah yeah and so that was a lot of fun wait where was that uh utica michigan at the locker room oh yeah it's it's a place it's it's uh i was i was telling Jenny on the last episode you get drumsticks when you're handed or when you walk in the door and you're encouraged to like beat the shit out of the bar top and the walls and all of that and it's very loud and the bartenders try to get you to participate in everything and it was it was wild I was 19 when I started working there I was too young to start working there oh it was it was bananas oh wow it was it was a lot of fun but it was also ridiculous money and at 19, if you're making ridiculous money, you're not spending it wisely. No. What did you, you spend it on? Uh, I mean, I, I paid off a lot of my tuition, but then I also bought a new car and I went out a lot yeah. and this and that. I probably have eight grand less in student student loan debt, though, because of it. Like There were a couple semesters where I got approved for this amount in student loans, but... I took 19 credits, so I needed this much. And so I would have the loans go through, and then it'd be like, oh, you owe $3,500. And I'd be like, burr, 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 here's a rubber band of singles. There were a lot amazing. of singles. Yeah, it was fun. But I never, I, I ended up not having my degree, my diploma sent to me until like November because I had an outstanding balance and I needed to go back. I went to Russia for a month and then I went back to the bar and I worked and like paid stuff off quickly. Oh wow. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, what job did you have before Harry Potter? <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't. Uh, no, I was a caterer, um, a cater waiter, um, which was fine. I'm nodding because I've also done it, and it's atrocious. Yeah. It's god-awful work. Yeah, so I've done all of the survival jobs. I've, I've been a dog walker. I was an office temp. Um, I've been just a waiter in a restaurant. But then I always find, like, if the owner is also the chef, they're insane. 
Well, chefs are insane. Chefs are insane. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, well, I don't want to... I was like, I absolutely do not want to see the same chef every day. So uh, catering uh, was something that appealed to me. And then uh, I worked for a couple different companies. And I went to a lot of cool events because, like, you know, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, and all the different weddings and all that stuff. Like, some of the stuff was amazing. I worked a, I think, bar mitzvah at the Sony Theater in Times Square. Oh, my God. They rented out the entire thing. Have you ever been inside? Mm -mm. It's more of a music venue than, like, a Broadway house. Um, And it's in the round. So the stage is in the center. And they rented out the entire thing. So the stage is all the way lowered, and it's a dance floor. And then all of the different levels have different tables, and they had a old-timey popcorn stand (laughs) with the guy with the red and white pinstripes and the paper hat handing out different popcorns. And they had one of those for every different kind of like carnival food. They had a guy doing just elephant ears. They had a guy doing cotton candy, ice cream. They had a candy cart, uh, like gummy bears, gummy like. 30 different kinds of candy. Like, oh, cool. if you ever go to It's Sugar and you see the giant yeah, jars, yeah. was one of those on a cart. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I'm I'm forgetting at least 15 more that were just strategically placed. We, we had 150 waiters working that one event for that one kid. That's um, about right. Yeah. There was a photo booth that was gigantic like it was it was uh rigged so they had they put up their own tarp and blocked it off and they had a guy with a gigantic camera and there was room for like 30 kids it was like a it was like a photo booth if you make it five times bigger it was bananas they had party people people that go out on the dance floor and start the party uh there were so many of us that we, for the most part, didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of just standing around with our tray of non-alcoholic drinks, sodas, Slurpees. Slurpee, they had a Slurpee slushy machine. Slurpee is copywritten, I guess. Is it? Um, yeah, 7-Eleven, I think, owns Slurpees. We were going to get Slurpees. We were going to get Slurpees. And we didn't get Slurpees. We didn't. Oh, so sad. So I asked ahead of time what we should get and Lauren said how about Slurpees and we didn't do it instead we have coffee we have coffee but there was no milk. there was no milk so I asked how she wants her coffee she's like milk and sugar and I'm like okay open the fridge and we're out of all the milk but I have hot cocoa mix so you put hot cocoa mix in it it's quite good it's very good love hot cocoa and coffee. It's the best. Hot cocoa and coffee. Well done. Thank you. Very quiet. I set it down very yeah. quietly. Um, so you're, you just started year two for Harry Potter. Do you think you'll do year three? Is that too far away for you to even consider at yeah, this that's, point? That's, that's pretty far. Okay. Um, probably not. Probably not. 
what would you like to do next then? Do you want to get in another Broadway show? Yeah, I'd love to do a Broadway show that's 80 minutes long <laughs> with no intermission is what I'd like to do. Show up at 6.30 for yeah, an 8 pretty o'clock much. curtain every day and then also have Monday, Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah, I'd really like that. Um, I don't know. I've always wanted to originate a part in a, in a Broadway show, which I think I, I kind of did, even though it was um, done in London first. Yeah, but. you... And, you know, I... I wrote a little bio for you on the website it's like you, you were did. you you originated Moaning Myrtle on Broadway I did absolutely yeah. no one else did it before you yeah. um so Broadway do you have any interest in doing film or TV yeah who doesn't you make a lot of money yeah I know right um, I mean it, it seems uh, like a stupid question a lot of people don't really have an interest in doing camera work they <clears throat> Pardon me. They want to do strictly stage, which good luck because you're either making great money in a Broadway show or you're making no, no money. money. And that's something that I al- always have to explain to my tables at the restaurant. Uh, they're like, "Oh, are you are you in anything?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm here so. right now, taking care of you on Friday night at eight thirty. So no, I'm not." Mm-hmm. in anything because right now I would be in that thing like well why don't you why do you work here why don't you just do like off-Broadway stuff until you get a Broadway gig it's like because I have friends that work here that are in off-Broadway stuff and off off-Broadway stuff and they make a hundred dollars for 30 hours of work mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't think a lot of people get that if, if you're outside the industry obviously you do I do uh, if you're not on Broadway and you're acting on stage in New York you're most likely making a hundred dollars a week for a full-time commitment yeah or right around there yeah oh did you do any of those I did yeah I did what did you do um I worked at uh here arts twice which is downtown a great little venue downtown that does a lot of avant-garde stuff and we did the same show twice we did it one way and then we remounted it another way um what show or i guess it wasn't at here arts it was ohio which is another great venue uh it was based on uh the idiot um which was fun it was a a very pared down version of a very large book Mm -hmm. um it was fun uh you know i think avant-garde is always a toss-up because you're trying something new and different that sometimes doesn't always work but you do your best yeah um did people like it did people understand it no no (laughs) not in the second round it didn't um we tried a lot of cool things which was uh well i mean i i i i went along with a lot of cool things um i think but uh uh, it was a very much an experience for me that I was like, I didn't quite understand why we were doing some of the things we were doing, but I had tried to go along with it to the best of my ability. Um, like we had this whole dance number that they took from, uh, they took dance moves from like Russian weddings and stuff like that, where people just get up and they just start the men yeah. start dancing. So we all did like a wedding dance at one point in the middle of it for no reason whatsoever. Um, which is fine because it always feels that way. It, like it's supposed to be awkward in that sense. But 
I remember doing it sometimes and just like catching the glimpses of the people watching. Confused. It was rough. Um, (laughs) uh, So like, you know, how do you, you keep doing it? It it was, it was fun and it was an experience and I, I enjoyed the people and I, I had fun working on it. Uh, But I remember doing the show. I was like, this is, this is rough, but this is why I moved to New York. This is why, yeah, yeah. This is me following I, my and dream. I, and I, I love them all dearly because uh, we, we did this whole thing together and I think tried a lot of really unsafe things, which is cool, but at the same time it was like, well, all right, well, that, I think we might have missed the mark on that one just a little bit. Um, but uh, I think I forgot the question partway through. Did you do any off Broadway, off off Broadway? Yes, um, hundred dollar for oh, oh, a week. I talked about the idiot, but I actually I was in Heather's, um, which wasn't a hundred dollars a week. New World Stages. I was at Heather's on in New World Stages. I almost saw that. Did you? And then I didn't. Oh. Well, I I never I never saw the movie. Oh, and you didn't? No, I never oh, saw I it. Movie. I know it's it's got a big cult following. People mm. love it. Um, a lot of people say that it was Winona Ryder's best ever. Uh, movie. It was. Yeah. I like Mr. Deeds better, but that's just because I've seen that one. See, I don't think I've seen that one. You haven't seen Mr. Deeds? No. It's very missable. You don't need to see it. Missable? What is it about? Uh, Adam Sandler plays a guy who's a long lost and only relative of a billionaire that just died. Oh, yes. No, I've seen this. Sorry. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. It's not terrible. I mean, it's not terrible. It wasn't a great movie. It's fun. But yeah. it's like all Adam Sandler movies. They're not great movies, but they're fun. Yeah. Except for, did you see the Meyerowitz stories on Netflix? Uh, they're, um, what's his name? Uh, I forget the, the playwright's name. It's going to come to me. But it's Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman, and a couple other uh actors and actor uh um the new mrs potts from beauty and the beast oh um emma em- i love her why is why is her name why um, is it emma thompson thompson emma thompson is in it um at sundance adam sandler got a six minute standing ovation or something like that and he was great in it and it's on netflix you should watch all it right one day. i'll check that out um it's really well done and but outside of that adam sandler makes stupid movies and and we and, and we appreciate them for what they are but yeah. mr deeds is not something that you need to go back and watch No, but right i've away. definitely seen that yeah now that i think about it i saw that i saw what little nikki Little Nicky is the worst. It's so bad. It's the worst it's movie the that worst he ever did. Movie. Little Nicky followed by Waterboy. But oh, I feel like I loved Waterboy. everyone loves Waterboy. I hated Waterboy. <clears throat> I hated Waterboy. Everyone loved Waterboy, but everyone hated Little Nicky. Yeah, Little Nicky was so Little Nicky was god awful. Uh, what was the one where he had the kid? Big um, Daddy. Yeah, I liked that one. Big Daddy was great. John Stewart was in that before he had the Daily Show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, it was a Wednesday. 
Throwback to uh, Dane Cook. Yeah. It was like back in the day. It was always a Wednesday. Oh my God. Um, and then today is April 25th. Yes. It's the Mean Girls Day. Is it? Or not Mean Girls. Uh, Miss Cogeniality. It's like describe your perfect day. It's like I would probably say April 25th. Because it's not, not too hot, hot and not too cold. cold. All you need is a light jacket. I love that. Happy April 25th. Happy April 25th. <laughs> so great. Um, so you want to originate a role on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to ask what role that might be since it probably doesn't exist yet. Yeah, since you would originate yet. it. Yeah. If you could go backwards and pick a role that does exist that you love. Oh, no. Uh, uh, I, uh, I want to be Jenna and Waitress, but I mean, that's, that's a tough call. I don't think I could really sing it. Um, but if I can, could... Can you if, sing? I can sing, but if I could sing like that, I would do it. But uh, And then... Plus, most people would put me as Dawn anyway. I'm, I'm not familiar with the show, so I don't know what that really means. Very quirky high energy that's friend Dawn. is Dawn um, you? yeah <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, I like Shakespeare a lot but that wouldn't originate anything um, you would have to go very far back I would have to go pretty far back for Shakespeare and be a different gender I yeah think. yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say and, and they were all men yeah. back then um, do you think that you could get away with identifying as a man back then? Because you can get away with that now. Oh. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe burned at the stake. A witch. Oh, God. A witch! Okay, so don't do that. I won't not, do that. Not, not you, that. Do you yeah, think you get a, get away with being identified I, as a woman in the 1500s? In the 1500s? Uh, I have very soft features. I would need to get rid of mm. the beard. You throw would. Throw on a makeup. And then be yeah. cast in a Shakespeare show. And then, yeah, people would believe me yeah. as a woman. It's true. It's true. Um, I actually bet people probably did, or could, because it's not like anybody was checking. I don't know. I don't know. I did not exist back then. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, Thank God. Do you do you do any writing of any kind? No, I'm terrible. I am the worst. Um, I I uh, get really distracted, which I'm sure you've noticed. Um, <laughs> So no, and I, 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 no. Plus, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty basic, so I don't know about the stories I would tell. Like I'm like, ooh, I got a pumpkin spice latte today. Ooh. Is that a script idea? Yes, yeah, all about pumpkin had. spice latte. <laughs> I mean. That does sound basic, but at the same time, don't forget that there are these guys that wrote an entire movie about going and grabbing White Castle. That's true. I forgot about that. And that movie spawned two sequels. This is true. And I guess I have no excuses. Excuse me. I have to go. You have no excuses. I have to start writing now. (laughs) It was a fall day. Unlike any other in a lot of ways. No, 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 no. no, Not a fall day. Pumpkin spice latte? I know, but... Today is a special day. Today's it's April, April 25th, 25th, but that date's been taken. 
People are going to see that and be like, ooh, she's so basic she can't even pick another of the 364 days available. She had to go with one that is already picked by... But why couldn't it just be something where like April 25th, so we all know exactly that connotation. I don't have to tell that story. Everybody knows what it is. Hmm. Hmm. It was April 25th. You all know what that means. I had just picked up my... I like that. But do they do pumpkin spice lattes in April? If you go, I'm pretty sure Starbucks will make anything you want at any time of the year. Yeah, you're probably right. Did you ever have that super disgusting unicorn swirl thing? I didn't have that one. I had the next one that came out. Was it the zombie one? Was it like blue and green and gray? And yeah. The I don't, next one. I don't know. I go, Starbucks has a nitro cold brew. On tap, and it's bananas delicious. Okay, and that's all I ever get when I go to Starbucks. All right, that's fair. And it's, it's light. It so it's creamy like a stout, like a Guinness. But it's coffee, but it's also it. There was never any. It's cold brew, so there's no burnt quality Mm -hmm. to it because there was never any hot water, and it's creamy and delicious because of the nitrous mm-hmm. and ah i love it and then they've got this this cream starbucks give me money <laughs> they've got this cream that they'll put right on top that it's like it's like a foam that you would get on a latte but it's not steamed milk it's this cream that they have refrigerated and it's more dense and creamier oh. but it's not like whipped cream it, by Starbucks coffee. it makes me feel a certain kind of way. Wow. Yeah. I wish Starbucks would sponsor me. That would be huge. That would be huge. I could get a studio. You could. I'm working on sponsorship. If anyone wants me to sponsor their shit, I will wear your stupid t-shirts. I probably shouldn't say stupid t-shirts. That's probably not a way to get it. I will, I will wear your t-shirts. I will drink out of your mugs. Disneyland. Um, Christmas. Christmas. Oh, love Christmas. My mug collection is improving, too. I've got Disney. I've got Harry Potter. Uh, Are you familiar, Harry Potter? Oh, no, I don't know. It's like this book back in the 90s. Didn't really take off. There were seven of them, but I don't think anyone read after the third one. Yeah, no no one read after that. They didn't really. They made small-time movies, too. Yeah. Um, What was... And take a minute to think about this. What was your best day on set? Stage. (laughs) Behind rehearsal, performance. Like, what what was my favorite day? Yeah. Yeah, like, if you look back, what, what, like, moment, interaction, day performance etc stands out as wow this is like one of the best days of my life oh opening opening last year i think it finally hit that i had had accomplished something that i really had set out to do because before i think we we asked a while ago the question of like what um what was i doing before harry potter (laughs) nothing was the answer. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't really done anything in two years. And so I was auditioning and getting close, but nothing stuck. 
and then uh, so I went home for the holidays and then I was like okay this is it I give myself a year and then if I don't book anything in this next year I'm gonna move back to California and just get a job and then you know do some theater in San Francisco if I can um, and so what, I came back. Oh, go ahead. What was what was the other part of that? Like back to California theater in San Francisco, and then were you kind of, in a way, giving up the idea of being super successful, or were you just relocating to a different place and trying to start over there? Like, I think a bit of both. I mean, I figured that uh, you know leaving this city where pretty much everything is or almost everything um and moving to a smaller market was just like okay well maybe i'll work more but also um knowing that like it would never be something that maybe i could make a full living on it would be like it'd be there so i could enjoy it and still do it and all that but it would never be um uh true career for me I was probably going to become like a dental hygienist or something I don't know um and uh so yeah and then I got the this audition the first I got, I got fired from my restaurant job and that night I got the first appointment for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child um and then uh and then somehow I'm here which is great why did you decide to give yourself one more year? Had you been out here for yeah. like nine going on ten, or what yeah. about it? What about it was like, all right, this is this is the last time. This is the last year. I was tired. Um, the hustle is hard, as I'm sure you know. Uh, but I I came out here in 2010 for grad school, and then uh, graduated in 2013, and then spent I always think this. 2017 so I spent seven years kind of auditioning and and got close I'm coming up on seven years oh my goodness yeah you can be on your own journey seven is not a number you have to abide by no I guess I have to give it one more year after this one more year and then all of a sudden I'm called in for Harry Potter and the Curse Child it's like it's like our moaning Myrtle is leaving after year two we're really looking for someone to replace her it's like oh that's not me Um, yeah, so I, I like to think it was, it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me, but it is, it's good. And being on Broadway is a lot. It's, it's exciting and it's, and it's wonderful, but it's also like hard. I don't think I've ever been this tired in my life. Yeah. Uh, is it unrelenting or do you get some form of a break? Because I know the show goes on every week. The show doesn't ever not go on. Do you, are you at every single performance? Almost. Yeah? Almost. Uh, I didn't take really a vacation last year, so, and then I only ever took days off when we started doing the overlap. So when I decided to stay for year two in December, we started rehearsing the second year cast, and then those of us that stayed had to do both. So we were in rehearsals from 10 a.m., to 5 p.m. during the day on Thursdays and Fridays and then doing the show from like we had to be there I think at like 6 30 and then to 10 30 at night and then um and then rehearsing we typically get Mondays and Tuesdays off and so we would rehearse from like 
10 to 6 on Tuesdays as well. So I was pretty beat. So you only ever, during the overlap, you only ever had Monday, really, to yeah, yourself? Yeah, Monday. So I called out sick a lot on um, during those three months. Um, and and yeah. slept all day Mondays? Pretty much. I didn't do anything Mondays. Yeah. My roommates hated me because I didn't clean the apartment at all. So That's when you got to get a cleaning service. Yeah, I know. I know. I know it's a very New York thing. I say, I say to my parents that we have a cleaning service come through here every three-ish weeks. And they're like, you pay a stranger to come into your apartment? Like, I don't have the time. Yeah. Because, yeah, I work an eight-hour day, but there's also the hour there, the hour back. Yeah. There's cooking and and food-related things, and then, you know, I'm, I'm an actor, and unfortunately, a lot of casting decisions go into physical appearance, so I'm at the gym for two hours every day, and... Then, like, the back and the forth of the this and the that and the... I think I don't have time to clean the apartment. <laughs> no, one of the first things I, I figured out when I moved to New York, even in grad school, was like, oh, small errands take so much longer. So much longer. Like, if you have to yeah. go buy toilet paper, it's like, it takes a half an hour. Whereas, like, you know, when you have a car in California or something, it takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes and... It's nuts. Yeah. I was I was talking to someone about it and I described why I don't like the city and they basically they summed it up like you don't have a car as your locker room basically. Yeah. And I'm like that's a good way of putting it because I have to carry everything on me. I have to carry my bag on my shoulders in my arms if I have my work clothes, my gym clothes, meal prep, which I've abandoned because it's exhausting carrying all of that and if I start my day at 8 a.m. and I leave and I'm not going to be back until midnight I have to all of that all stuff of that is goes on into me. my backpack yeah. and it's way too much yeah and you know if I had a car with a trunk I could throw in my gym bag I could throw in multiple gym bags with all of my gym clothes for the entire week and just leave it there. And that would be great. I could have a small cooler with ice with all my food in it and I wouldn't need to worry about it. But I have a small gym bag and it doesn't fit anything. I don't know where it is. That was an arbitrary point. And that's part of the struggle. And I had a business idea to like buy no one steal this from me i had this idea to like buy a small uh retail spot and just fill it with uh refrigerator lockers and you come in and you swipe your card and it opens and then you can like throw food in there and then just leave it and hopefully it's near your office but you can like leave it there for a week if you want and i was just like i wonder if anyone would use that Maybe, probably. I don't have the uh, capital to do anything like that, so I guess if someone does want to do it, go for it. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good idea. No, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. It's a good idea. I would use it. Yeah, right? I also, I, I'm, there's the new nap pods that, where you can nap. Yeah. Where is that? I don't know. 
in the city? I've heard of them. I've heard of them. I'm a little afraid. Google has them in their uh, corporate offices. And I think now that's that's why they're starting to seep out into society. I would use them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you ever floated? No. Do you know what that is? Is that the room where you go in and like the, the, there's the water and it... Yes. You describe it. Yes. Clearly you know so, what it is. So it is a... It's a pod that opens up and... It has water in it that is salinated, so oh, they so add salt, salt it, so, so that float. you float. Yeah. And it's also uh, brought up to your exact body temperature. Whoa. So you're floating, and the water isn't warmer or colder than you, so after a minute, you forget that it's there, and you feel like you're floating in nothing. And then the capsule closes, and it's completely sensory depriv- dep deprivational deprived of sensory experiences no sound no 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 light no nothing and and um i haven't done it yet but everyone that i've heard talk about it loves it they say that it's amazing for working shit out in your mind some people have visions Visions. Uh, visions, out of body experiences, uh, yeah, it's and you float for, I want to say a half hour. You just kind of lay there and meditate, and they say that it's amazing, and it is also expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think two hundred dollars a session. Oh wow. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. Based on absolutely no experience of my own. Okay, cool. And only reviews from people I've never met that I listen to on the internet in my, oh my spare God. time. Other podcasts. Other podcasts. People have talked about it and they love oh, that's it. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. I thought about it because I remember when it came out. Was it like three years ago? Something like that, yeah. Probably longer than that. I don't know. Um, I think it's probably been around a lot longer. They've while. started. They've started uh, making float locations where you can go and and make an appointment whoa yeah just like a spa could you go float yeah i want to float i want to fly yeah i really want to do the the skydiving one the sky with the with the giant fan yeah yeah that looks so much fun i want to i want to like work there though so i can become an expert and be like the guy that just knows so well how to move in it have you ever seen the guy Mm -hmm. who like free falls and then he like flattens out and he like comes like a foot off of the fan and then shoots back up sounds like the best thing ever sounds like the best thing he's flying yeah he's basically flying he knows how to fly he no he can fly he can fly (laughs) (laughs) oh man um what else What would your, if you could uh, summarize what you want to accomplish in the next, I know, right? 10 years. Ah! Um, Where do you want to see yourself? uh, Oh, 
god, I don't know. Happy? Um, don't which, we all? Which I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be like. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I think so much of this thing is based on chance that like there are hopes, but it's not like. Do you do you still want to be doing stage work, or do you want to have cracked into movies, or are movies and TV just something to kind of make money and on stage is where you want to live? I uh, uh, at the moment stage is where I want to live just because that's familiar to me and it feels like it's mine. Like when I get up there and do the show. It's not filtered through any... Well, I guess it is. Oh, man. But uh, Magic. Magic. Uh, when I'm up there, I'm doing what I want to do, and it doesn't feel like it belongs to somebody else necessarily. It belongs to me, whereas sometimes with film and TV or things like that, or the small, tiny, tiny things that I've done, it felt very much that I was a puppet doing what someone else wanted me to do. Um, which is fine, which I'm sure there's a way to even that out, but that was my experience of that but I would love to do more of it yeah yeah well I'm sure you will I I sure hope so having having this this small uh low budget production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on your resume for two years I'm sure will if nothing else open doors for you I hope so I hope so um yeah oh I can say uh uh to add to the thing about opening night Mm. um the jk rowling bowed with us on the yeah the um i think the last two bows and then i was right behind her dressed as myrtle and she like turned around and went you are amazing i like and then she gave me a hug and then quite literally one minute later i burst into tears so that's fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um, yeah, that I can see how she would have that effect. On, yeah, I on think so. Anyone, that's, anyone. So that was that was the pivotal moment. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting I can talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to not get too specific because I know there are secrets. So many secrets. Um, so they so did they abandon the keep the secrets campaign after a year because I know I didn't see any word or whisper of you as Myrtle outside the New York Times review um, for a year. Yeah. And then we entered uh, year, or two. year two. Not Because you just started doing year two performances a couple of weeks ago with that cast. Yeah, we started March 17th. So... Oh, no, 18, but then there's yeah. the, uh, the ad campaign with you as Myrtle on the fountain. Yeah. On the sink. They're, they're revealing a few of the, the, char- the, like the secondary characters from the books uh now just because it's been out everybody has the script so we know you know if you've read it we know who's in it and and if you didn't read it or if um you don't want to know it's still not really revealed in the program at all um but it's kind of nice to be able to take some ownership of it uh i don't know i don't quite know what the goal is i know um they they want people to talk about it more on the internet I think is the goal because they quite literally told everybody not to talk about it right so they're they're missing some buzz I think um do you need buzz if you're a Harry Potter Broadway show do you think that buzz is going to 
or lack of buzz is going to prevent those 250,000 new tickets from being sold out any any faster? I don't know. Uh, I think I think we've talked about anything. I think everything needs a bit of promotion. You can love Harry Potter, but if you don't know about that this thing is out, you know, you're not going to see fair. it. That's fair. I did notice there's been more commercials mm-hmm. for it on Hulu or Amazon or YouTube or stuff like that. Um, with And it looks like the, the promotion that I saw yesterday is, is the year two cast. Is it? I think so. Or understudies? I don't know. The people The people that I saw playing the characters are like, well, that's not who I saw. In the, oh, in the commercial? Which one was it? What... Uh, oh, no, those are the people from London. Oh. I think that's like the London Year 2 cast, which, uh, or Year 3 or something. They Because I also didn't see in you in there, because I was looking no, for I you. I was in there at one point, uh, yeah. but uh, no, I think they're using footage from like Australia and London now. Okay. Um, I'm not sure why, but great. Hey, I, okay. hey why not? Um, but we might get there. I don't know. Um, but it's... I think they're just trying to make it a big universal thing. But I know the one clip that I did see, they didn't, like, hold long enough... Long long enough? Long enough on anyone's faces um, for you to really, like, notice if it's someone different. Well, which, which part? The... I saw the one on Instagram, I think, with, like, 250,000 tickets. Um, and they had like clips of like Harry and the scar lighting up or something. Oh, I didn't catch that. No. I caught the one. I caught the one on YouTube, and it's like fifteen seconds, and it shows the uh, the Sorting Hat grabbing his hat and putting oh, it on yeah, his head. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I think it's it's one of the scene changes where you've got like seven students in like a flying V, like move up and oh, wand yeah. choreography and. Oh yeah, that's London. London, okay. London. Gotta thank London, because London has J.K. Rowling, and she gave us Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I guess. (laughs) I suppose. Did you see Fantastic Beasts? I did! Part one and part two? I saw both, yeah. What did you think? I liked the first one. Um, I, I also liked the second, but it felt, it felt like it was just leading to a bigger moment. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like the battle that we didn't get to see yet yeah. between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Yeah. yeah. I think they're doing four movies total. I heard. And I have a feeling we're not going to see that battle until the fourth movie. Yeah. Because that's like, it's a famous battle. Yeah. And right now it looks like they've got that blood pact. And so they can't even fight right now. Mm-mm. Like they could be standing right next to each other wanting to fight each other but i guess if they even try i'm gonna guess it's like an unbreakable unbreakable vow um and die right away i'm guessing yeah i I just i i want to see a battle between jude law and johnny Depp. who doesn't want to see that i want to see it i'd I'd love to see it i'm gonna i don't want to get political i'm gonna say something and it's gonna be very controversial i know I liked Colin Farrell better. Oh. Than Johnny Depp. Interesting. That's fair. 
there was there was something I believed it more mm. when it was Colin Farrell than when it was Johnny Depp. And I don't know. I think Johnny Depp did a great job. And there were there were a couple scenes that were really good. The the last one with the ring of fire around mm-hmm. where he's standing. That was a great scene. I think that was the best scene in the movie. Uh, but I went back with my friend Bianca and watched the first one, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I think I liked Colin Farrell's. It was it was more subtle. It was a little more suave, a little mm. bit more like there was more gravitas, more. Uh, um, and you also saw him thinking more, mm. but not in like a bad actor like. Hmm, I'm thinking things. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking things type. I don't know. I don't, I didn't want to get political and I apologize that I took it there. I mean it's fine. Um we can change the subject if you, oh my if God. you <laughs> No, I just don't think I formed that much of an opinion. I was like, it's a good movie. I don't know. Um uh uh Yeah, I, I I think, isn't there more stuff about the fact that Johnny Depp is in it, I think? Isn't, did it get a bunch of backlash about that? Well, there was a lot of uh, media uh, reports that he was abusing his then-wife, Amber yeah. Heard. And it's recently come out that, and you know, unless you were there, you can't say for sure, but the new reports are most likely leaning towards she was actually abusing him physically oh. and verbally. And there's a lot of people that have been coming out in support of Johnny Depp saying, uh, in response to the reports of him beating her, he's like, yeah, that, that never happened. Like, oh he, ne- he never put a hand on her. Um, <clears throat> so there was a lot of backlash because everyone thought that he was an abusive right. uh, person. And it was right around the time the Me Too movement started. Mm-hmm. And everyone... Everyone with an accusation at them was automatically guilty, which was dangerous because people were just throwing accusations out there and a lot of them were true, but some of them weren't. Um, And Johnny Depp allegedly was one of those people where he had a woman say that he did these things and a lot of people immediately took it to be the truth and they wanted him not in the movie because of it and I don't know the whole story I remember JK Rowling commented on it and said uh, Grindelwald is a very complex and unique character and uh, paraphrasing the quote but I I remember reading he's a complex and unique character and I believe Johnny Depp is one of the few working actors that has what it takes to bring him to full life And I don't think she directly addressed the allegations because I think she was smart enough to realize that without a court case and without evidence and without this and that, you can't just automatically take one side or another just because someone said it first. Right. And yeah, that's why, that's why people were upset to the best of my knowledge. That was, that was my grasp on it. 
and now that it's coming out that he most likely didn't do any of these things, I think people are back to being okay with him in it. People were pissed that Jude Law was Dumbledore for a bit. Oh, I know. Uh, because, and this is this is something I heard from one of my female friends, so I'm not I don't know as much about this, but Jude Law is a a playboy type actor and uh, character actor. He plays a lot of playboys, guys that sleep around, promiscuous type. Um, a little bit on the less intelligent side, and the idea of him playing Albus Dumbledore, Albus Percival Woldruff, Brian Dumbledore. Is that right? I I would. Know. I think I think those are the names. Yeah. Offended a lot of people. Wow. Um, but then people saw. Jude Law in his three-piece suit and then people stopped talking about that and started talking about how he goes from Jude Law in the three-piece suit and the trim beard and all of that to year one of Harry Potter like 12 years later with the giant the, oh yeah yeah, yeah is that the, only 12 years later it's it's less than 20 I think it really was, I think it was 12 yeah yeah the timeline doesn't really add up. I always wondered, like, okay, how old is Dumbledore? He was 130-something, 140-something when he died. Okay. Which puts the Jude Law one... I'm wrong. It was, it was, it was, di- there were different years. Bianca's screaming at me right now because I got it wrong. I'm sorry. And Blue might be screaming too. We've got three people watching on YouTube we right do? now. We do? We've got three people watching on YouTube. Hi, YouTube people. Hello. Um, call the number at the bottom of your screen now and talk to us live. Oh, God. There's no number. There's no number? No. Okay. No. I guess I could just say my phone number and people could call, but I don't want my phone number yeah, out there. No. I don't want that no information offense. out don't there. Do that. Yeah, no. I like that I said call us, but we don't want to talk. So, we're just going to not do that. Um, what else? I don't know. What's the most, what was your most, uh, crazy, what, what, if you can, because I know there are secrets. What's, like, the craziest thing that happened in all of Harry Potter, Cursed Child? Like, from the day you were cast to today. Like, were there any days where you were like, what just happened? For anything. For anything? For anything. Like, uh, like, did any any major cast members just, like, walk out and be like, I'm done with this? But obviously, they came back. Or, oh! Or, or any, did, did J.K. Rowling show up for, like, Jamie Parker's birthday or something, like, out of the blue? Or did, uh... I, I, I saw in an interview Daniel Radcliffe hasn't seen the show yet, but did any other like cast members from the movie stop by and uh, and love it and cry and did the woman who played yeah, Moni the, Myrtle in the movie come and see it? No, not yet. No, no. I'm hoping she will. Um, but she's she's British, so she might. She's she British or she's Scottish? I think she's Scottish. She's from the UK, so she she maybe saw the 
London production. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Um, I know RuPaul saw it in London, which I am so sad about. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think. Oh. Is my dad calling me? He is. Your dad is calling. My dad is calling while I'm up. Hold on, let me see. Hello? <laughs> is he watching? Amazing. So, uh, appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Oh, perfect. What did he say? Um, the people watching are my mom and my dad. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Hello. Oh, amazing. There were three, for the record. How so there were three? I don't know who the... There were three people watching, so I don't know who the third Who's person the third? was. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I guess... My parents definitely have my phone number, so I guess I didn't need to give it out. No. That's funny. All right, well, I hope they're enjoying it. I hope they're not bored by the show. Now I'm very self-conscious. I don't... <sighs> Your parents saw the show. They did. Did they love it? They did. My dad was very... My, both my parents were very excited. Um, it, was, it, was, it was good. I, I, they came to opening... They did. Yes, they got my opening night tickets. That's fun. Which was cool. And they were excited that they stood in line uh, at the buffet between shows because they provided lunch um, between shows for all the the patrons uh, and guests. Uh, and they shuttle bust us back and forth. Yeah, they too. shuttle bust you guys on double decker buses mm -hmm. back and forth. Um, and they were like in the buffet line right behind like Glenn Close and Whoopi Goldberg, and they were very excited. Whoopi about was that. there. Whoopi was there. Whoopi came back. Whoopi came back with one of her daughters, I believe, and then her assistants or something, and um, uh, came and took pictures of, with us again. I sat behind Chris Rock and his daughter. Oh no way! Like like two rows behind, and they were like five over. Yeah, and then. One of the actresses from Orange is the New Black was like four rows directly oh, in nice. front of me. I forget her character's name because um, I haven't watched past season two. Uh, um, Kristen Milioti was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Girl from the original Once production. And now it's out there for the world to know that she's my number one. If you're out there. If you're out there, if you're He's listening, she's not. For you. Of course she's not. No one is. My parents are. And that's about it at this point. Yeah. yeah. But that was a fun night. It was yeah, a really was fun cool. night. It was really cool. I've never been a part of something that huge. No. I, most people haven't. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said earlier, that's one. this is one of the biggest Yeah, it was like the prom the I always yeah. wanted. <laughs> God, can you imagine if that's what your prom looked like? I mean, every movie that tells you it's what it should look like. Yeah. In every film. I was blown away by the fact that they flipped the room during part yeah, two. Yeah, what did it look like before? I've got pictures. It was... Uh, you know what it was? And I'm not sure I can tell you. Well, I mean, I can tell you, but I'm not sure I can tell you on air. Oh! 
because it, it, it has it was very themed to the end of part one. Okay. Oh yeah. Like the last part of like the last oh. thirty seconds. Oh, that's cool. Where where he like comes up and is like, "What's going on?" And it's like that day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So it was it was very like dark and those colors and it was interesting. Oh, that's neat. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was the dark forest when we were there. Yeah. The, the in the evening, they had all these like trees everywhere. Yeah. It was very cool. I've got pictures. I'll show you after. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh I don't think I have any more questions. I know. Do you have any questions for me? I know. Oh. I know. Pressure's on. This is now your interview with me. Oh, wow. Well, uh, oh gosh. What? It's okay if you don't. <laughs> why? No. Uh, uh, why? If you ask me so many questions about Harry Potter, why is Harry Potter so special to you? Why do you have a tattoo? Hmm. So... I was given the first four books by my grandmother Mm. on Christmas one year, and I had no idea what they were. I I remember opening the box, and all four of them were in the same box. Like, it it wasn't so dramatic that I'm, like, opening them, like, one, oh, oh, Harry, oh, it's a book, great, oh, and then five minutes later when it's my turn again, oh, another book that I don't know anything, they were all in one, and I remember thinking, these are the biggest books that I've ever because uh, Goblet of Fire is in there, and yeah, Goblet of like Fire is like huge. And I remember thinking, I'm never gonna read all of that. And I think a few months went by, and I hadn't even touched them. And my mom forced me to sit down and read the first one. And I remember sitting, it was back in my house in St. Clair Shores. And I remember sitting in front of the heating vent in my room because I liked the feel of the hot air in, in the winter, in the winter months, and reading through and being very confused because I knew nothing about them. I didn't know that they were about wizards in a magical world. I, did, like, I remember reading the first time that Harry makes the glass in the reptile house disappear. I remember thinking, this is weird and I'm not following any of this. And then... I think my mom just kept forcing me to go back and read it. And I remember I started over because I was so lost. And there had been like three weeks in between. So I'm like, I got to start over. This is not, I'm, the, none of it is sticking. And so the second time I went through, I hit them going to Hogwarts and the Sorting Hat. And I think at that point I was hooked. Mm-hmm. And I remember just burning through them. And it was, it was every night. It was every night I would be reading two, three, or four chapters. And, you know, it was, I was still young. I was in grade school. And they, my parents wouldn't let me stay up all night reading. I needed to be in bed by 8, 8.30, 9, whatever it was. And so I would go to bed early and read. And then my mom would come in and be like, all right, one more chapter. And I would read like three more chapters and then I would be done for the night. And they just, they kept, they kept coming out throughout high school. And I remember my senior year, 
I went away to band camp and because I was in show choir. And sure. oh, and Blue's watching. He's number three. Blue! Look at that. Hey, Blue. Hello. What up? I'm supposed to be working. Yeah, get back to work. Um. <laughs> oh, our audience is reaching out. I love it. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I. I went to band camp, and I remember there were a couple kids, uh, Jordan and Josh Eccleston, shout out, they're not watching, um, and they were reading the book, and I, was, I remember thinking, man, I'm jealous, but also, this is the only time I'm going to be in band camp. My friends are out there like by the campfire, they're playing guitar, they're doing this, they're doing that, and so I'm like, I'm really glad I don't have it, because... I would be so distracted. And then, then I got a copy from, uh, oddly enough, I have family members now that are, that are he and she who may not be named because they have betrayed the family. Yeah. Oh, oh there's drama. Like with, ev- with any family. But we call them he and she who must not be named. Oh and they got me a copy of the seventh book. And it was ready for me when I got back from band camp. Aww. And so I remember reading it very quickly. Like that was a 700 something page book. And I think I got through it in four days. And cried, Aww. obviously. Um, but it was, it was a family thing in a lot of ways. Like it was something that I grew up with. Uh, my grandma, when she was still with us and able to read, uh, her eyes started going. And uh, but she, I would lend her the books, and I think she got through the first four. And we would talk about those. Um, the movies started coming out, and they were something that all of my friends would go and see. Um, yeah, it's just it was it was for such a long time from such a young age, something that was interwoven in almost every aspect of my life for a long time. And still to this day, I went and saw the Broadway show last year. I watched the Fantastic Beast movies. Last year and this year. Uh, yeah. And then again, like we had a movie night a week ago. Like this, it's, it's a world that hasn't not been a part of my life. Right. From age 10 or 11 to now and I am 23 28 (laughs) but I look 23 on camera yeah um yeah it's that's why it's important to me that's cool was it always important to you before the show or is it something that you've embraced with this um, new piece of work. No, I mean, like you, uh, it, it was something like throughout my childhood that I grew up with. Um, I remember when the first book came out, because I'm a little not older than you. Uh, um, 25. I'm a ripe age of 25. Um, and uh, I... I remember I didn't want to read it because everyone was reading it. So it took me, by the time I started reading it, I think the second book had been out for a little bit. But I remember my friend threw it at me because she was like, you're going to love this. Stop being dumb. Um, 
It's a good friend. It's a good friend. Um, and then I uh, think I sat next to, or I was waiting for my parents to pick me up from school. And we had after school daycare and stuff because I was, I think I was like nine or 10. Um, and uh, so I just sat by the playground next to this wall that when it got warm it smelled like Oreos so we all sat next to it. It was really stupid. We would all line up next to the wall and be like Why did it smell like Oreos? I don't know but I accepted it. Um, That was asbestos. Probably. I'm I'm kidding. Probably was. I really hope it wasn't. Um, And uh, I remember opening the book and starting to read and going oh no I like this. And uh, Oh no. Oh no. And then I read all the books, and from that time on, I kind of spent, like, every time the new book would come out, I would get it. And then I always liked to read, and so my parents then got me, you know, the British versions of the books as well. Mm -hmm. And so in my room and home in California, they still have all seven of the British copies, which is the the first one is um, the Philosopher's Stone. But they didn't think kids in America would think that was exciting. Uh... That's so they changed it there. to Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, Flamel wasn't really a sorcerer, was he? Yeah, no. Um, and then, yeah, I think I liked Harry because he was a kid that couldn't help, that was, couldn't help being different, and that's what he was. And I think as a kid, you always feel so different, or at least I did. So I liked him because. Or I liked the character because he was so flawed. Like he wasn't cool. He was the chosen one, but there was nothing cool about him at right. all. Um, didn't make him better at magic or didn't, anything. Yeah. And so he, you know, I related to him in that respect, and he made tons of mistakes. And when, as we all know, uh, when you grow up, you make lots of mistakes. Um, and I was like a kid, and I, I liked Hermione when I was a kid because I had really frizzy hair and glasses. <laughs> um, I didn't think Emma Watson's uh, frizzy hair was frizzy enough. Um, In the first one it was. But then they, they sleeked it out. And, well, it was it was also... It was smooth in the in the overall shape. Like, it was frizzy yeah. in the volume, but in the, in the books, like the illustrations, it's like everywhere. Yeah. That was my hair as a kid. Yeah. So... I I was like, well, there's there's me, and I get to um, imagine that that's who I was in the in the story, which was nice. About time you noticed. Oh, yeah. blue. He's, he's mad that we're not. It doesn't give us names of who's watching. It just says three people are watching. It just says two. Well, now two. Oh, someone left. Someone left. Oh no. Oh no. There we go. There we are. Oh well. Um, did you? How long did it take for you to notice that you were possibly mispronouncing Hermione's name? Because I know I mispronounced it in my oh, head. Oh, how did like you pronounce five. it? Hermione. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I actually always said it correctly. Look at you! Almost mm. like you were destined to be in a Harry Potter show. Oh. I think it's funny that uh jk rowling knew that people were butchering the name and she had to 
incorporate a phonetic spelling like spelling it out in the fourth book. Oh, that's funny. For uh, for Victor Crumb. Oh right. Because he kept mispronouncing it, and she's like, "No, slowly. It's her my yo ni." That's and cute. I forgot about that. Yeah, she did that for the fans who had no idea how to pronounce it. But that was also at the Yule Ball, which is like a solid two thirds of the way into the fourth book, which means that you've spent almost four very long books mispronouncing it in your head. It didn't help me. I think I mispronounced it all the way until I started hearing it in the movies. Really? Oh, I felt so victorious when the films came out. Because everybody kept telling me I was pronouncing it wrong. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not pronouncing it wrong. And then the films came out and they pronounced it like I did. And I was like, yes. And then you left all of those people behind. Because yes. they were and I inferiors. dumped them all because they just couldn't do it, you know? Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't handle the stress. No. Like, we are fools. We've been pronouncing it. Hermione. Yeah, I think I had friends. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Yeah. These these early mornings, they're not they're not this they're is not tough. meant to be. Yeah. I'm still kind of not awake. We've got more coffee. We can do more coffee and hot chocolate. Cool. Is there anything? I mean, you're in. You just started year two, so I know you probably don't have many if any other projects coming up is there anything that you want to plug or have people go check out before we part ways um keep up with your website or anything no or? i don't have any of that. you don't have any of that no i wish i did i gotta get better at it yeah i mean um, it's not like you need work right now you don't know don't know where you would put it no um I mean, all right well harry yeah. potter and the cursed child on broadway yeah uh part um, part one and two yeah Enjoy uh, April 25th, April 25th, where it's not too hot and it's not too cold, and all you need is a light jacket. All you need is a light jacket. It's the perfect day. It's the perfect day. All right. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.